Hey everyone, it's your girl Q, and you are tuned in to another episode of About a Gay Girl. Um, thanks for listening. It's a solo dolo episode, so uh, you know how that goes. Just going to be a bunch of tangents and going with the flow, you know. Um, as you can tell, my voice is a little raspy. Um, just bear with me. It, it comes and goes as it pleases. Uh, there's a reason for that, too. And I'll definitely get into that um, a little bit later into the episode. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening, anyone who shares um, the, the podcast, anyone who shows love, um, gives me feedback, you know, in the DMs and texts, whatever it is, it, like, y'all. The little things can go the longest way for me because, like, I mean, sometimes you just, like, have, like, this uh, out-of-body experience. You're just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? And, you know, and so um, I kind of just have to remember what I even started the podcast for, try to stick to my core, you know, beliefs and things of that nature and stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I hope that, you know, this is fulfilling y'all just as much as it fulfills me. <clears throat> so, yeah. But um, on today's episode, I'm going to get into a bunch of different things. <clears throat> I haven't like, you know, uh, did a podcast here in like since I think since September, since my birthday episode. And it is now November. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm about to grab me some tea or something. Um, so uh, I'm going to catch y'all up on everything. As best I can, and uh, just gonna go see where it goes. Um, but definitely, we won't get back into um, you know, what's dating like or not. <laughs> Living in Atlanta, I, I, t- I feel like I talk about the same shit, but I ain't gonna hold you. Not much is going on for for the most part. I definitely want to tap into some self care, self love versus you know, overworking ourselves and you know, not really focusing on our center and ourselves. Period. Just like doing everything but loving ourselves. And um, I want to get also into something that has been problematic, I guess, not for me, but for other people. Um, deleting contacts and deleting text threads. Uh, I want to get into what, why I do it and what other people think about it. I wish I had another person on the podcast <laughs> to talk more about it because just my perspective. I mean, I like different perspectives. I like to be challenged. I like to, you know, you know just see what other people do. I mean, that's why I said different perspective, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but I want to get into that. And I also definitely um, want to get into uh, why I went to the hospital um, a couple weeks ago and had an emergency surgery. Um, people are like, uh, some people, I just want to get the whole rundown on that and just really tell my story uh, because it is so important to really take care of yourself and, we all be vigilant of each other and of ourselves and to, to basically just, you know, you know, we, we, we all, we got, this is the only body we got, only mind, heart, soul. We got, you just got to take care of it. So, um, stay tuned in, stay tapped in. Um, you know, I'm going to try to make it quick, but it never is. <laughs> so I appreciate y'all for listening. Here we go. All right. So let's get right into it. I didn't make the tea, but I definitely just want to keep keep trying to make the podcast because I feel like if I stop, I'll start watching TV or something and just distract myself like I usually do. Um, <laughs> but speaking of tea, I usually say like I get some get get you a bottle or get you you know get you a drink, you know, some beer, some wine, pull it up and just listen to the podcast. But 
I'm on antibiotics and I cannot, um, uh, I cannot drink right now. And I'll tell you more about that why <laughs> a little bit later. Oh, God, I love a little cliffhanger, don't we? But, um, but speaking of tea, though, I wonder how y'all like our tea. A tea for me is, I love tea. Um, I can't say I drink it every single day, but I, when I, my body needs it, I, I feed it. I feed it, you know what I mean? Um, when I make tea, I love yogi tea. And um, anything like ginger, turmeric, um, lemon, mango flavors, I'm in that little category there. And I love mine with like damn near, I would say damn near two table, a tablespoon and a half to two tablespoons of honey, damn near, and uh, a half a lemon juice, half a lemon juice worth. And that's usually in a, like a tumbler to go because it's not like your typical just like a, a mug. It's, you know, so um, I don't know. That's just something I, I, I absolutely love. Um, I can't drink coffee. I can drink coffee. Don't get me wrong. I just don't really me and me and caffeine don't vibe too well. So all the tea I drink is usually herbal tea and, uh, you know, keep it keep it chill and mellow. Um, but yeah, so what's been up? What's been new? What's been new with me? What's been new with you? Uh, it is today I'm recording this on like November. What day is it? Like 26, I think. Yeah, it's 26. And, um, so November's almost over and whew, it's been a doozy. It's been a doozy. I turned 32 two months ago and, you know, life is just life in a way, uh, doing its thing. And, uh, <laughs> I had, I made a big, big, uh, like testament or whatever you want to call it on Instagram talking about how I am so so done with dating how I am like fed up with it um and I I really don't understand how it's gotten so hard compared to what it used to be like I would date somebody and actually like a person for who they are like straight up out the gate and I feel like beforehand before when I say beforehand I don't even know what beforehand was like when when I last successfully dated somebody, I don't remember the last time I was like, dang, I really like this person. Like, I want them to be my girlfriend type thing. It's been way too long. But, like, I feel like people showed up as themselves authentically. Authentically. That's a nice word. It rolls off the tongue. Authentically. Um, and, and it was just really cool. But now it feels like it feels like people are carrying baggage, carrying a cloud with them, carrying, like, some type of they already think of you in a certain way. So they, when they meet you, it's sort of like, oh, this person, <laughs> they've already painted the canvas. <laughs> Even though I'm coming with a blank canvas, I'm coming with like, here, let me paint some of the stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, some things you, you can fill in, trace in, but they already have this, this all thing painted for you. And so you're kind of, de- you're, you're, it's a tug of war with somebody who feels like you have to, reach their expectations when honestly like people's expectations or what they I don't know like I'm never saying lower expectations but I do feel like people need to just accept not accept people for who they are but at least meet them where they are to understand that person period um you know is it I can go on for days about this but I can say like the dating has been trash. Um, and it's not like some people have different reasons for the dating to be trash. Like, oh, there's piss in the pool. There's piss in the dating pool. And I'm like, there is. But like, I haven't met a lot of fem- like bad people. I just I think I've met 
people with like not the best intentions or not the best of display of character per se because of different things. I've been meeting a lot of people who are nervous too. Like they, I don't know, it feels like they've been studying me almost, you know. Um, and so when I meet them, they they have to, they feel like they, they, they're reaching when it comes to me or, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, dude, nah, don't do that. You know, the more nervous you are, the more awkward it is. And like, it's just like, just, can we just chill? Can we float into each other naturally? Can this just be a thing? And I feel like some people are like, yeah, just be intentional about dating and stuff and, and be in, and manifest very, be specific about who you want to be with and everything. And it's like, my the last person I fell in love with, I, there's no way I could have manifested her. Like, I didn't know who she was until, you know, God or the universe brought her into my life. And then, boom, she just she just made sense. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's I feel like this is gonna be the same thing with the next person. Like, I can't be like, oh, you gotta hit this and this and this. I mean, there's definitely some things you gotta be doing, like for sure. Uh, just on a human level, you know, and on some other shit too, but not like I wouldn't put pin nobody up against nobody else in my past or, you know, pin someone up against me because at the end of the day, uh, one thing I really appreciate is like meeting somebody who you, you can tell they love themselves and they love themselves to the extent to that, that you've, that they don't put any um, burden or pressure on you to, to fill in voids or fill in these love holes that they have missing. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like a, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like it's supposed to be. And um, that's kind of where I was when I, um, that's the realization I, I made when I had posted that thing on Instagram. I don't know, like maybe a month ago. I have an idea. Maybe more than a month ago. I was just like, I'm done dating. Um, and then went in like, I wasn't crying or nothing, but it was give and cry. <laughs> Cause you gotta hear my song cry, but like for real, I was like, "Damn, B, I've been trying to look for love, or, or a girlfriend, or just like connection, community here in Atlanta for the last two years, and it's been tumultuous. I love that word so much. It's been hard, and I, I, the last time I had a community with friends and stuff was like back in twenty seventeen, I think. It was beautiful. It was natural. It was good until it stopped, but." it just hasn't really occurred here. And I'm not saying it's the place. It's just, maybe it's it's timing, you know, space and timing is when they, when they get it together the right, the right way is beautiful. And sometimes space and time, even though it's, it's like a continuum, they'd be missing each other. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but, uh, but back to the, the post, like, at that one time I made that post, when I made that post, I was like, it's really time to get back into like loving yourself because, you know, people say you attract what you, you know, you're feeling or who you are. You attract that same energy. And I was like, yeah, okay, bet. And I really feel like I wasn't even focusing on who I really was and who, um, who I was presenting to other people too. You know, I feel like I've been presenting this character that I've been kind of um, polishing up in a way where when I meet somebody, I don't have to do any more, any anything I just like okay here it is what we're gonna do we we get to it not or not but like it just hasn't I haven't been like I feel like I haven't been my authentic self and and it's like damn I'm wasting my own time wasting other people's time and um 
it's a thing. It's a very, it's a big self-awareness thing. And as the more and more I start to lo- love myself and learn myself and, and grow, the more I'm able to um, cut people off or just like, <clears throat> excuse me, cut people off or just be more um, aware of folks that aren't real. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, like, niggas ain't real, man. Like, these motherfuckers. Is, and they show in different ways. And I feel like you got to believe people the first time. They they show you your true their true colors. And it's not really a loss, you know. The word on Twitter right now is graduating. You know, people get divorces. And I, the, 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 the relationship wasn't a, a total failure. It wasn't failure. We just graduated from each other, from that relationship, from that love. It, and it, it just took its course. We did what we needed to do. And we have to move on from it. We don't have to literally cling on and keep, keep um, hold of these things that are no longer serving us. So... Um, I kind of lost my train of thought right there, but, <laughs> but, uh, basically I say all I have to say, oh yeah, I do remember I was saying that like when I, you know, meeting people that aren't, I guess aren't authentic. And so like, I'm able to see that more. I'm able to take these like rose colored bl- glasses off and these blinders off and be like, yeah, your energy's fucked. But it's not just like energy, obviously people can have a weird day, but it's really just, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of things. Um, so with that being said, I just really appreciate y'all listening to me vent about that. Um, you never know who you'll meet. And even if you, I've been single now for two years and counting and I've been dating and stuff. But like right now, like in this actual moment in time, like I am can, and can completely say that I am com- very much single, not interested in anyone, no sneaky links, no whatever. I I am just completely in um single. And that it's been a long time for that. Um I can't say that there's somebody out here that's dating me in their mind. I that could possibly be a thing. But for me, very much single, very much out here solo dolo as solo dolo as this this damn podcast single as a pringle my nigga um excuse me but yeah so (laughs) that's that i don't know why i made a little bullet point for atlanta atlanta's just a mid nigga it's mid bro um i was telling somebody i was like man if i had moved to atlanta in my like mid-20s or right after college amazing city it would have been amazing um I don't want to make excuses per se, but like mentally I've kind of outgrown Atlanta. And I think that where I don't know, I don't know where I am mentally. I like, I want something different. Like I want, I want, and it's like, Oh, Atlanta's too fast. Like, no, I, I love fast pace for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's all, there's different ways to separate yourself from the fastness of the city. But I just really miss like community. And for here, Having community is it feels like it's a um double edged sword. No, I'm not sure if that's the word I'm looking for. It feels like it's conditional, I guess you can say. Conditional. It feels like um not so much a scratch your back, you scratch mine type thing, but it sort of feels like it's just not it doesn't stick. It doesn't it doesn't have that that feeling of this is real. And I think in my mind what I wanted my community to be like and this is when I was in, in my last relationship. I was like, man, I really 
would like some friends, some really decent people that I can call on for anything. Um, but I wanted us to be a group of folks. And ideally, this is my brain saying. Um, and I think what it came down to was like, who who do I, who do I want to see at my wedding? Who do I want to see at my side? My, my, uh, I don't know, my gay groomsmen, my gay whatever folk you know who they had to be gay that uh, i'll figure out a cute word for it but like, who wants to see my my wedding and my and my my life's biggest milestones and stuff and i i really just didn't have anybody at that time to look um in the group setting type where we all can get together and we all like are chilling um and i know it's very like it's kind of hard to get that but hell i didn't really have that in like small amounts either now i can say now i've been here three years Oh, three and a half years, actually. Um, and I have some people that I will definitely go go the mile for. Like, they, they all, it fits in my, my one hand. Like, I have five, five people like I'm really cool with. Um, I'm grateful for immensely um, who held it down with me for these past, you know, years here in Atlanta that I wouldn't have met had I not come here. So I'm not like being ungrateful or, or snobby or anything. Uh, it's just so interesting uh, how many people are here and how many floozies are here too, like in the mix of all of it. Um, but yeah, so, and on top of that, like, who it is, man, I swear I can go to any like queer gay scene and niggas is fake at the end of the day. <laughs> niggas is fake. I'm going to take a little break here and bring it on back because I'm just talking my head off. Um, but yeah, so I hope y'all doing well. I hope this is not the most boring thing ever. And I apologize for my voice once again. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, good people. All right. All right. So as you can tell, my voice sounds a little bit different. I definitely I recorded those two segments uh, about probably two weeks ago, November 26th. And today is December 13th. I has I have gotten a, a, a rigmarole and a little motiva- motivation going, and then I, I fell off, and that's just how it be sometimes. Um, but nonetheless, I'm I'm back at it. Uh, I was in Atlanta when I started that, but now I'm in Indianapolis visiting my family, and I don't know. Seeing family just gives me a a huge burst of energy. My soul feels revived. I am extremely happy to uh you know be around some good good people. Um. So with that being said, let me go ahead and kick it back to, you know, some things I was talking about. Um, I definitely want to get into why I went to the hospital and uh, what led up to it, what happened during it. And afterwards, um, definitely want to just get into that and let everyone know, like, because people will post about, you know, something happened uh, and they'll give like the, the very basic information, but they won't actually ever talk to about, talk about what happened. But I, I'm one of those people that I'm like, why did they just post this part and they didn't tell me everything? I, I, I'll tell you everything because I, you know, I ain't tripping about it. Um, but before that, I wanted to get into some more, uh, a, a little bit other things. Okay, so it is December, but back in, uh, what's it called? Back in October, literally October 31st, 1st, basically. Um, and this story is about being nice, being nice to people and just like not being weird. Uh, I was hesitant to put this on the podcast, but I was like, man, let me, let me, let me talk about it because this was such a weird experience that I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to kind of 
you know, just tap it, tap on, tap on the topic, tap on the topic, and see maybe what y'all thought. And then maybe no one will tell me, or tell me about it, but or give me feedback. But it was so weird. So anyway, um, long story short, not long story short. This is a podcast. I'm gonna tell a long story. Last year, probably around June, July, August, July, I was on Twitter, and I kept seeing these this these posts going around about you know um, these goals. Uh, goals like gold teeth you know and I was like damn you know I've been in Atlanta for about a year two years it's time for me to get gold teeth like I'm ready yada yada and I'm like cool bet um and the 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 company was ran by or owned by or whatever by a black queer I don't know if they're non-binary or whatever have you person but at the time explicitly looked like a woman to me so you know what i'm saying a black uh queer woman that was my 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 thought and i was like oh shit you know what i want to support this particular one i'm in atlanta i can go to a shop like and walk in and get my mold done and get it done right then and there but you know what let me go ahead and support this person because they had a great following they had a lot of mutual uh we had a lot of the same mutual twitter folks and i was like this is this is genius you know like, i can still support my people so okay i'm like all right bet 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 so i start to you know fill all the information out and i'm telling this person like yay hey i just need you know this stuff by the time my birthday is coming like i want to be fresh and look cool for my birthday and they're like yeah i got you that's that's no problem and i'm like yeah that's no problem like it never seemed like an issue and so i put i, I paid for it and you know got uh we were communicating pretty good i'm sorry my mom left fan on in the bathroom i don't think she meant to do that um and we were communicating pretty well i finally got the the kick because i was kind of hesitant i was like man it's, you know it's expensive it ain't ain't nothing cheap you know what you know some people can have, have it some people oh my god i walked through a spider web and it's literally connected to my phone that was weird to look at um sorry add adhd so uh it's going well and stuff and i finally get my my moles and I molded. I sent her a picture. I, I followed the instructions. I'm sending it back. And this is when I'm I'm really locked in. I'm like, all right, bet. So it was July. I started, I think we had the idea in July to get it. And then by mid or late July, I'm sending the goals back. But on the fine print, it's like, yeah, it's only a two-week turnaround. You'll get your stuff, blase, blase. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'm I'm watching her interact with her friends on the timeline. I'm just seeing stuff on just ran, you know, ran us up on the timeline, and it's looking like it ain't gonna be two weeks, and I was like, eh, something's off, and so, um, you know, two weeks come, and I'm like, hey, what's going on with this, like, I haven't got no updates or whatever, and she's like, um, you know, I'm sorry, mind you, the whole entire time, she's communicating, but she does say at one point, she's like, um, <coughs> excuse me, she's like, uh, I apologize, you know, I'm moving right now, so the, the address, is kind of whatever. I'm like, yo, what the hell? You can't be taking orders and like not in, in the this mold or whatever is getting sent to, uh, you know, uh, address you're not there anymore. And mind you, the way the mold was, I was like, why did it came? You had to put, you had to make the mold with your mouth. And you had to put it in a plastic bag. I should have made the mold and then put it back into one of those like containers that people usually keep. Like, not I want to say dentures, keep the uh, retainers in. I was really confused. I was like, man, this shit ain't gonna be accurate. It ain't gonna fit. I'm like, man, this is too much money for this this process. But nonetheless, so she, I was like, all right, you know, she got things under control. So that was one thing. And then the next thing was, 
oh, my birthday's coming up. Uh, I'm going out of town with my friends. It's going to be a little delayed. I'm like, nigga, what? These niggas went out the country. I was like, that's, that's, uh, you know, they, they, they ain't no little quick roundabout trip. That's, a, you know, you go out the country. So I'm like, and then I'm like, what the fuck going on? So I got a little upset. Eventually, I think I might have publicly said something on my Twitter. And then somebody saw my tweet and was like, yeah, I'm having issues with this person too. Something about like this, they moved and this person moved and like some of the goals went to a, a, mail, a mailing address that doesn't, you know, isn't being occupied anymore. And they weren't really, it was crazy. So me and this girl keeping in touch, talking about like what's going on, yada, yada. And you know, <coughs> the, the, the owner or whatever, she's still communicating, but I was like, this isn't adding up. But I am getting heated. I didn't want to publicly scrutinize anybody, but sometimes that's the only way to light a fire underneath the nigga ass. Like, that's, I think that's what ended up happening a little bit. <coughs> but I didn't care that much to that extent, like, of, of, like, public bullying somebody. You know what I'm saying? But it was, it was still money involved at the end of the day. Like, don't play with my money. So I don't know what happened in between there. Must have been some more emails going through, but eventually I got my goals. They came. Were they a perfect fit? No. It's all good though. They 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 stayed on for the most part. Um, that wasn't about to, you know, if you like talk too much with you and the the provider person, like you ain't even try I ain't even gonna try to get these fixed. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is it. Um my birthday comes around. I think I think this person either they either blocked me. <laughs> or something and I was like damn but it, it was just like it was like it was one of those things where like the professionalism of it all like you ain't gotta block nobody afterwards we whatever I'm not but the thing about it I wasn't about to pub for them I wasn't about to advertise for them after all that shit that happened you know because I really was about to be like yeah get your goals from so-and-so I don't remember the name but I was like get your goals from so-and-so like that I, I can never like be promoting for a business that doesn't give good customer service or you know doesn't follow their word okay so yeah that happens that's 2021 uh yada yada i only had these these goals for now it looks like oh for about a year and a half almost so it is um fast forward it's 2022 it's the day before halloween which means that halloween's on monday it was sunday i think and everybody's having halloween parties so i'm like all right bet went to uh this one party i'm not gonna say the name but it's mostly gay people. It was run by queer, non-binary, gay, lesbian folk. And that's what the uh, crowd is as well. And so I was like, I, I pulled up to it uh, literally with an hour left. And I was just having a good time chilling. Saw some old people I knew. And I was just, just, just whatever. I just wanted to, I was happy I showed face because I, I saw some people I knew. I saw my home, homegirls, everything. It was cool. At one point, I, I came around the corner and I saw this girl I used to talk to. And I was like, oh, snap, look, you know, whatever. So I saw her and immediately I was like, I ain't, you know, I ain't the one to be like, well, avoid this, this shit. It wasn't, we ended on weird turns, but it wasn't bad. It was just like, we could never get it right. And it was mainly me because I just wasn't, some, I just, you know, you ever, have a, you ever date somebody and you be like, something's off. And I got to follow my bodies, like. My body's telling me this is not right, <laughs> and, and yeah, so I wasn't tripping about it. But we, we, we always came and came and went with each other, and eventually we we stayed with the went and you know stopped wasting each other's time. Had to you know delete each other's number and unfollow each other. Um, what was I about to say? 
So I seen her for a second. I was like, oh, you know, real quick. I, as I was walking up to her, I see this like stud. And so they were kind of like dancing. They kind of looked a little awkward, like almost like they just had met or something like that. And they were just kind of, you know, feeling each other out still. And I was like, oh, that's cute. So I said hi to her. I was like, oh, what's up? You know, it's like, I was like, hey, girl, you know, hey, I ain't, ain't going to get too close or whatever. I see you with your, your boo, you know, question mark on my face. Like, I'm just, you know, him being me. And she was like, you know, uh, like laugh or, or whatever. And I'm like, all right. So I, I didn't really move away. I just kind of stood up or I just kind of took a step back and started, you know, do the two-step shit with the music, music is on. And then this that stud, this is what she does. <sighs> and I'm just saying she, I don't know the, pro, the pronouns or anything. I'm just giving what uh, the basic them, they, them, she, she they were like, Hey, you got that shit on? They yelling that to me. I was like, she's like, I was like, what? So you get that shit in your mouth? And I was like, excuse me. She, she was like, you you got that shit in your mouth? And I was like, I just stared at her, cause what the fuck are you yelling? So my, the first time she said it, I knew exactly what she was talking about. <laughs> or when she said you, you got that shit in your mouth, I knew exactly what, what she was talking about. But bitch, I don't fucking know you, my nigga. Like, why are you one? yelling at me we didn't even introduce each other I'm like no hi hey and two if you recognize me and you know i had one of your products a year ago just be like mature about it nigga like because you could tell she had a little it was animosity in her voice she was she was like excited but on the negative side the inner negative energy side of the excited and i was just like i'm not bitch what's it called uh I'm rubber, you glue, whatever you say, bounce off of me and sticks on you. Like, that's how I was feeling. I was like, bro, you you wild. Like, not you holding shit from a year ago. That's weird to me because we have not been connected since then. At some point, let it go. You know, at the end of the day, like, I let it go as soon as I got my product. You know what I'm saying? I, she, it felt like at some point during the exchange that she let it go as soon as she got her money. And that's not okay. Like, you can't let, you can't d- detach until you get the product to me, that's whatever, so I'm like, fuck. I was like, you good, she was, uh, you know, I'm like, you good, like, you know, I'm looking at her, because I'm gonna give you that, that look that says, calm the fuck down, because how the fuck are you coming at me sideways, stranger, um, because I, I ain't gonna hold you, I never really knew what the person looked like, because I, I don't be looking at studs, um, but it started to come back to me, like, okay, that could possibly be her, but I don't know about anybody else, when I look at people online, and I, then I see them in person, unless I'm, sometimes I don't immediately recognize, actually 90% of the time, I'm not going to recognize a person as, oh, you're so-and-so from, yeah, no, unless I've been studying you. If I see you in passing on Twitter timeline or or whatever, it's I literally cannot connect the two. I think it's actually a condition called, like, not Asperger's, but it's like a condition where <coughs> you see someone online, a picture online, but you see my person and you don't, you can't match it. I I, I think I got it because I really, it happens all the time. And people will be thinking that I'm like a celebrity because they can recognize me. It's a great, great thing you can do. I just cannot do it. I'm t- I just have to see you over and over before, uh, you know, before I recognize you in person. Anyway, so I after she was like, I made your, your goals. And I was like, okay, you know, and she's like, yeah, but at the same time, this this drunk girl came around, 
and she was like all over me and it was a cool little timing because it was just it was just awkward as fuck so i was like kept it moving but that shit was weird so at at the end of all this like the biggest thing i take away from this is just be nice to people there's absolutely no reason for her to have that animosity not saying no there's no reason she can feel the way she felt but what does that accomplish what does that do for herself for the you know the potential meeting that we could have had like the the better we could have had a better interaction and you know now like there's this person that i really if i ever meet them again like please keep your distance like i don't want to fuck with that type of person but like at the end of the day just just be nice to people it's it's really not that hard it's just don't be weird too you know what i'm saying we strangers and uh not them trying to spam we did not live in your package because your street is incorrect what what package not you lying scammers be trying to scam boy how do you get my phone number though anyway so that's all that was a long story because it's just i feel like i'm in such a different spot that i was a year ago two years ago three years ago and atlanta has been able to give me so many different um scenarios and interactions with people that i've had them so frequently <clears throat> in a negative sense that it's it's changed me at a at a rate that i didn't i never knew um you know it's just it's, it's, it's a faster city compared to indiana or indianapolis but like it, the people there are just always on 10. And i don't know if that girl's even in atlanta i thought she at the time she was in texas but she, it's like they always on 10 they always just like ready to rumble and i'm like bro slow down smell the roses man like it ain't that motherfucking deep, bro so and i'm, and I'm saying it ain't deep enough for the tell story the, the story came with a lesson that i experienced this lesson that i wanted to share with y'all because i think people got me fucked up and got me twisted with somebody else like i'm just not that nigga i'm not about to uh like you know i'm i'm older like i really have embraced getting older older going through the growing pains healing all that jazz like i think people still see me they see a person with you know i look young i am young but look young black um mask stud whatever you want to call it you know locks and i look like this person who 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 embodies like a lot of the other people and they think i have the same thing no get to know me it, nah um now i'm on the same page now i'm the same way speaking of masculine stud ass people Brittany griner is out of the russian jail congrats to Brittany griner um congrats to america for you know showing up showing out for this person <clears throat> because um I, I saw a tweet about how we uh we've tried in the past to get this american i guess he's a, a journalist or something he but he got caught in russia spying and he's been in there like for like four years so far and i guess Brittany, you know she only she didn't spend even i guess she didn't spend 12 months there she only spent 10 total and people were like upset about that because they said Brittany Garner don't look like american i'm like man yeah yo wow not she just said black lives matter um and she said you know as an athlete she used her platform to make awareness of something that you know needed change um and obviously it got taken the wrong way with you know with the MAGA folk um uh so that's really dope she's back you know so many people advocated for her i i there were some times where i really was like 
I'm just trying to, if you, you put yourself in someone else's shoes and hell, I mean, obviously she knew she had the, the, uh, the, the vape pens on her. But I remember one time I had gotten a gift from my brother-in-law. It was a switchblade and I, I was traveling when I got it, it had his name on it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm gonna get this for him. And I, went, I remember going through TSA and right when I went through TSA, like through the thing, my bag was still going through the conveyor belt. I was like, oh shit, my carry on. I said, oh my God, that, that switchblade is in there. They think I'm, they think I'm going to be some type of like threat. And I, it made it through. They didn't check the bag, but I was like, whoa, what if like, whoa, what if that was an issue? Like I, I would look crazy. Well, I obviously they would throw it away, but just imagine being in another country if they're, they're stricter, more strict about it. And you know, her getting a, a vape pen, like it could have been either either thrown away or whatever. Who knows? Here, and but when you go somewhere else and doing it, they just like, oh no, this is a hundred times worse. So here you get you get locked up. If I got locked up and because I actually put a, a you know switchblade in my bag, who knows? Like, and it's just one of those things where it's like they say, yeah, she knew the laws and stuff, <clears throat> but she's 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 been on the Russian or the foreign teams for quite a while. She that wasn't her first rodeo bringing, you know, a vape pen or some type of. THC in different form maybe to another country and leaving with it too so I can't imagine like just being displaced out of my normal routine um and and then being stuck in a place because of possession of something that you know isn't really disturbing anyone else's peace um I was like damn at least if I wasn't I wasn't in the airport token it up bro like how anyway so I don't know, that was just huge, like, put yourself in her shoes, like, next, you know, 10 months, almost a whole year, you are stuck in some random-ass place, and it's Russia, Russia isn't even, like, a tourist spot, like, bruh, like, it's Russia, anyway, so I say all that to say, I'm glad she's back, um, and that brings me to, well, I made some notes, let me see what I was about to say, uh, <clears throat> doesn't bring me to anything actually i want to talk about why i delete contacts in my phone and delete messages from like text messages dms all that stuff but i don't feel like it <laughs> this time but i'm gonna get into what happened to me my surgery so here's this little intermission there's a little sound and we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty okay y'all we've reached the bottom of the, the podcast the best part and if you've made it here this far High five, air high five, virtual high five. Appreciate you. Um, grab your your tea, your wine, your burr, your cocktail, whatever it is. And sit on back and enjoy this um, moment of vulnerability. Okay, so um, about, 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 about five weeks, five weeks ago now. Um, it was, it was early, shit, it was early November. Um, I had gone to the Ombre concert and... Before that, I had worked, um, I think I had worked like 9 a.m. to about 3.30. And the ombre concert started at, at like 7-ish. So by the time I got home, it was like 4, 4.30. And I was like, I'm going to lay down and just chill out. And, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you about what happened to my me in surgery. I forgot to give you the the topic. Um, <laughs> shit, I'm a little rusty. Uh, I haven't done a podcast since my birthday since September. And so, oh, this is a, yeah, I'm gonna get to that. Anyway, so uh, I got to the Ombre concert and I was pretty, I was starving. I remember I was starving, 
but I wasn't like tired enough. I felt fine. And when I got to Ombre concert, they had like a, a, some like a, some street tacos, and I got me like a I don't know what it, it was a quesadilla kind kind type of thing. It was chicken quesadilla, and no flavor, no nothing. I was like, this is crazy, but whatever. Oh, and it cost twelve dollars for that quesadilla. I said, run up the tax, get y'all money, not y'all selling me capitalistic Mexican food. Oh, I never seen it. I never seen a day, but here we are. And it was served by Hispanic people. I was like, bet. Y'all get y'all money because I was hungry and I was going to pay whatever price. It didn't even matter. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Ombre was good. Um, um, she's she's up and coming. I don't know if you've heard her, but check her out if you have. Uh, what else happened? Okay, so after that, I was just tired of a while because I had been up all day. And I tried to take a nap before the Ombre concert, but it really wasn't happening. But whatever. So Monday came around and I was mad tired at work. I worked at 1030 and I was like, yo. I'm tired. Like I couldn't shake it. It was a fatigue mixed with a a drowsiness. Like it was weird. And so I told my manager, I was like, hey, I don't think I can come in tomorrow. Like I, I immediately in my head thought I had uh like COVID or something, like and it was it just bogging me down. I was like, man, it would be best for me just to stay at home and relax. And I was trying to tell them that they're like, hmm, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, oh Jesus. So anyway, um I get home Monday and I think I just relaxed. I that's all I could do. I, I just lay down and stuff like that. So Tuesday come around, no one picks my shift up. So I, I, I head in and I have energy, but it's still like, mm. and so on Tuesday, that's when I first felt like a little pain. I was like, it's a little uncomfortable, but whatever. So I come into work, this girl comes in on accent. She goes, oh, I thought I worked today, but I work on Wednesday. And I was like, bet you want to stay? And she's like, I'll stay. So she ended up working my shift. So I left and, um, Went home and really just lay down, but I felt weird, you know. The pain wasn't there yet, but I just felt weird. Um, it was a pain, but it wasn't a pain. Like, I couldn't pinpoint it. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, if I just lay down, take a nap, I'll be going to wake up. And that's always been my medicine, sleep. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, I'll, I'll do that before I do a lot of things just to kind of let my body reset. And so... Um, lay down, get up, and I'm headed to my friends. We're having taco night, and by the time I get to her, I'm still good. But on the way there, this car was aggressively driving, and I responded. I reacted because my number one thing about Atlanta that I hate is the drivers, and I've become such a defensive driver. Like I got my black belt in defensive driving now. If that's a thing, I got it. And he, I mean, when I tell you, like my blood pressure skyrocketed, my anxiety skyrocketed. I was on, it was like fight or flight. I was on fight mode uh, times 10. I was ready to knock out this nigga. He was a white man, by the way. But, you know, you, I, I try to tell myself when people drive like that, they have diarrhea. They got to get home. Get, let them pass. But I was ready to fight. I was ready to get out and lose my life over this bullshit. And I, I hate that I let the, the get to that point. But it, I really wish somebody was in the car with me, like, watching these people do this shit. I, I, I'm like break checking. My son he was a white man. I was like, I'm break checking this nigga. He had a Tesla. I was like, mm, he gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna figure out a way to, we gonna get even. Cause not you uh driving like this. I mean, someone, he literally tried to get in front of me between a spot that wasn't big enough for him to even squeeze by. Like he would have to get up off the on the curb, damage his car to get around me. But this is what it looked like he was about to do. And I was like, wow, that you really wild now. Like, is it cocaine? Because you got the finest grade of it. Anyway, so I get to her place and I'm, I call back. Now I'm good. You know, we eat 
um, and just relaxed, and it was cool. I left there, and I think I was fine. I just had, like, a lot of gas. Like, I felt like I had a lot of air in me, and I was like, boy, you know, like, this out. So Wednesday come around, I don't work, and I'm just, like, hanging out, but I'm, I'm still tired. I have this, like, tired thing I cannot get past. Like, no matter how much I sleep, I can't do it. But also, like, when I'm laying down, I was, like, lethargic. And I think I was texting somebody on my symptoms and stuff. But I can't remember if I felt pain. But I remember being, like, pushing on my, my abdomen area and being, like, something in there is stuck or something. I was having all these whatevers. But that, I think Wednesday was when I, like, was just having pain and stuff. And I was still passing stools. But, uh, yeah. it was I was really off. So Thursday come around, and uh, I had to go back to work, but I had to go work that night. And so I had all day to relax, and I just didn't feel like, like myself. But I was like, yo, you got to make money. It's the beginning of the month. You know, money got to come in. Um, I get to work, and after laying down all day, I'm probably, I'm probably good for a solid 30 minutes. Like, I feel like myself. But after that 30 minutes, I'm, like, hunched over. I'm telling my, you know, my coworkers and my manager, like, hey, I don't know what's going on in my stomach. I just, I'm just weak. It was like my blood wasn't flowing correctly. And um, by the time, like, my last table comes around, it's like a table full of men. I'm a, I'm a server. Uh, they, uh, I can't even give them good, good service. I was just like, here's my check. I couldn't really talk. I was like this. I was like, yeah, hey. You know, I couldn't really exert too much like palpitations in my stomach palpitations like movement in my my, my abdominal area and i'm like it's it was a pain now i was starting to really feel the pain on the upper left side of my abdomen which was where my stomach was and stuff <clears throat> and i was sitting in the back and just talking to some co-workers and i was like oh man i don't feel good i don't feel good they're like all oh, the people better and i was like i think i'm about to throw up and I had to, I brought it back to work with some stuff in it. And I was like, can you give me that bag? Da, 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 real quick. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like moving through it. He gives me the bag. And I just started throwing up. But I'm like not throwing up food. <clears throat> I'm not throwing up food. I'm just throwing up like liquid, like clear liquid, which to me was kind of weird because I thought that, well, I don't think I did eat that day. But I really, every time I ate, I, I, I wouldn't eat that much. I just would automatically like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel full, but I would just lose my appetite, if that makes any sense. So, uh. I just wasn't throwing up anything. And I thought that was weird because I also I had the first time for the first time I had tried uh what's it called? I had tried uh chlorophyll water. And you know, I had actually started the chlorophyll water just because I was like, man, I feel like my body needs to detox. I feel like it just needs to let some stuff out. And I was like, let me help push this stuff out. Whatever it is in there, it needs to go. <laughs> like that was what I figured. And so uh I had did that. That's the only thing I had brought to work. And I was trying to drink it. And even when I threw up, it the throw wasn't even green. Like, I was like, what? So I'm throwing up. I had to leave work, even though I was done, thank God. Uh, leave work immediately. And the next day, you know, I'm talking to, I remember talking to a friend being like, I can't go to work tonight. I, I feel, I feel so bad. I remember just, I laid in bed from the moment I woke up until the moment I had to go to work. I had called off work and I was like, I can't come in. Well, actually, I didn't plan to go to work anyway because I had thrown up. Like, you need to be, what, 24 hours before you go back to work throwing up? So, yeah, I wasn't going to work anyway. So, I was off the off the chart, off the list anyway. So, I finally gave in. I, I texted my mom. I was like, hey, something's wrong. But before I texted my mom, I was like, I'm going to just you know, schedule an appointment to go to, ur- to go to urgent care. Um, 
the next day, which was Saturday morning at like 9 a.m. I was like, I'll, I'll just sleep it through the night. I'll, I'll be fine. But something told me to tell my mom what was going on because, you know, you lay down. Usually when you lay down, that's when you feel a little bit better. But I didn't. Like, I remember laying on my side and, like, hearing my, like, my stomach, bloop, bloop, like, duh, like, my core do that. And I, so then when it would do that, I would be uncomfortable. I, I lay on the other side. And I would get a more relief when I laid on my stomach side, my left side, left side recumbent, as a, that's a term. Um, and it would help some of the pressure. But my heart, I remember my heart was beating so fast. It was like my heart was trying to push blood or something somewhere. And it just was being unsuccessful. And so I texted my mom and she like text, she hit me back. She called me back like five minutes later. She told me her and um, my god grandmother was like, yo, you need to go to the ER. And I was like, oh, word. I was like, I got an appointment for tomorrow. And they're like, no, something is more wrong. And at this point, I hadn't thrown up again. <clears throat> but I figured I would because I had gotten like some Mylanta, some Pepto, like all these things to like calm the, um, like the intermittent like contract contractions I was feeling <clears throat> in my core. And so they're like, no, you need to go tonight. And luckily I have a really good friend, Chanel, that was um, willing to pick me up and take me to the ER. And I was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. She definitely came. I, I told her, I was like, I'm about to lay in the back if you don't mind. She was like, I guess. And she really wasn't like aware of the intensity of pain and like confusement. Confusement? Confusement? Is that a word? If it's not, it should be. I was in. I was just confused. I didn't know how to respond to this. Like, I take care of myself. But when I'm sick, I am really bad at taking care of myself. I'm so bad at it. Like, I will tee myself all the way to the end, and I'll just, I'll sleep it all, tea and sleep, and, I, and a little NyQuil, day quill. that's all I do, <laughs> um, so we get there, and I'm, I, she drops me off, and I wait for about four out, three or four hours before I see anybody, and they take some blood work, um, stuff like that, and it's pretty, it's, it's all good, oh yeah, I peed in the cup, I remember peeing in the cup, and my pee was so dark, and I, cause I think I couldn't even really drink water. Like my body wasn't really accepting anything, <clears throat> anything. And finally I see the, uh, it was RN. It was a red, RN nurse, RN nurse, no, uh, registered nurse. And I get my room or whatever. And he's talking to me, just entering some information. And I'm just laying on the bed, you know, trying to keep calm and just chill. And he's like, well, we can't really do anything. We know you're in pain. <clears throat> But we will have to probably do a CAT scan. My mom's like talking to me. She's like, yeah, they're probably only doing a CAT scan. She said it before they did. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, you know me, I, so moment, uh, another moment of vulnerability. I don't have, uh, I'm about to say car insurance. I do have car insurance. I don't have health insurance. And mainly the reason I don't have health insurance because I, I'm, it, I'm about to say arrogant. I am, what's the word? I've been too comfortable with being healthy my entire life. Uh, not and always having health insurance, but never using it. Now, I've gotten, like, I did have health insurance for the first six months of the year, and I utilized it, and I figured, okay, I got my things I need. Um, so if I just, things I need done, so for the second half of the year, I don't, I won't use the health insurance because I wanted to save some money. And it helped a lot because, you know, it's, it's a hard knock life out here for a pimp. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
So I had to have health insurance. And so he's like, Caskin, I'm like, oh my God, Caskin's gonna be so fucking expensive. <sighs> Whatever, just get the Caskin because there's gonna be not, not gonna be any progress made. And plus urgent care probably doesn't have like the um the more powerful Caskin that will actually catch whatever is going on. So I was like, yeah, okay. So I think I laid down again and then he left because he was like, well, you're going to be on the list for the casket, but emergency stuff comes first. The schedule things come, you know, after that or whatever. And then you, because you're not, you're not priority at this point. And I was like, okay, cool. He comes back in a little bit later or whatever. And so I was laying down. So he comes in, he starts asking me questions. I, I sit up to talk to him. And as <laughs> so as soon as I sit up to talk to him, I don't know what came first. I don't know if the pain came first or if the throwing up came first. But I was like, I remember saying, oh my God, I'm about to throw up. I'm about to throw up. I need to, you know, whatever. But I had brought bags. So I, I knew I was going to throw up again. For some reason, I knew I was going to throw up. And mind you, it's like maybe midnight at this point. I was so out of it. I couldn't think of, I couldn't even tell what time it was. Um, he, so he gave me, he runs to get a, gets a, gets a the Ephesus bag. And I start throwing up in that bag. And I think as I'm throwing up, my body, my core is contracting big time, like big contractions and stuff. And so as I'm throwing up, the pain rushes in. So this is the most pain I've been in all week. I mean, I have a somewhat of a good pain tolerance, but this hit, like, I was yell, I was screaming, not yelling, screaming. Oh my God, yo, it hurts so bad. Yo, I don't know what's going on. Like I was... I, I I feel like I was about, they were about to like wrap my arms up and put me in a loony bin. I was screaming so much and it was, you know what I'm saying? And it sucks though, because I've been an EMT and I've, I've had, you know, calls where people like, I'm in pain, you know, and they're, it looks like they're exaggerating, but, and, and what I was going to say, cause it, there's that video going around with the nurses that had the icks. And one of the reasons that I had like, kind of wanted to stop being an EMT because I had, I started to get. Uh, what's the word where you over I was getting like overly exposed to stuff where then my like my empath my empathy bone was then becoming less and less empathetic to people because I was starting to see stuff too much therefore I was like just numb to it and so I was like no I, I'm a caring person I like to help people and the fact that I need I, I was like I need to take a break from EMT in order to like, when I come back to it I can I know for sure that I can care about people and not just see them as like you know, a, a number or someone who's not, not being genius. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't need, I didn't need all that. But I was in that moment right now. I was like, damn, I am the patient right now. Like, oh my God. And the RN, he, re, he responded so quickly. So when he got me that bag, I finally stopped throwing up. And I, the pain was, oh, the pain was crazy. Like I, it felt like there was a, a something trying to eat my internal organs. Like a, what's it called? A, um, uh, what's it called when the, you have a you have a, a little a worm in there a tapeworm or something but it was like alive and it was like moving fast like he was doing his shit and I was like no nigga so he he lit, I'm like squirming moving around he finally gets he's like you want some morphine you know he didn't say it like that but he got me more I was like I guess I don't fucking know I was like I don't know so he, he gives me the uh, ID gives me the morphine and eventually I'm down I'm like oh my god thank God um. Oh my God, y'all. It was, that was the beginning of the craziness. So I got the morphine, I'm laying down, taking a nap. And then eventually I wake up and it's time to, 
uh, it's time to, uh, I'm supposed to have an interview in a second. Let me go ahead and take the interview. I'm going to pick up where I start my, my cat my scan. All right, that interview went well. Um, but yeah, so uh, I they get me over to the, the, the cat scan thing. And at this time, I can't even like stand up straight. Like my, I was hunched over and I couldn't stand up straight. And I was so weak. And this is just like not part, not per Q's norm. Obviously not at all, but like I've been sick, but this is like a physical ailment versus like a, a cold or a virus type thing. Like, I know that feeling, but this one is so foreign. <clears throat> I barely can get onto the CAT scan machine. Like, it's crazy. I get in this thing. She's like, breathe in. Or she was telling me to breathe out or something, like, which means I have to expand my abdomen. And I'm like, I don't want to move this area. It was crazy. So by the time I get back, I don't know if he gives me more morphine or not, but I fall back to sleep. And I'm like, sleeping good. I wake up. And it's the RN guy. I forget his name, but he was really cool. And I was like, so what's going on? And he, and he hesitates to talk. And I was like, ew, I just like felt like I got into like a, a episode of Grey's Anatomy or like uh, the other um, hospital show. And I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. He's about to tell me some bad news. And I was like, wow. And he's like, well, <clears throat> I don't know if you want me to tell you to the doctor. I was like, you can give me a little rundown or whatever. He's like, uh, well, they saw some things in your, your CAT scan and more than likely you're going to have to you're going to have to have surgery, but I'll let the doctors tell you more. He's like, you know, your blood type. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm going to need blood. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, no. Okay. So then a few minutes later, like three or four doctors come in and they're talking to me. Like I call my mom, she's listening and stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy, but I'm so, I'm not, I don't have enough energy to re- really like outwardly react inside. I'm like, ah, but outwardly I'm like, just listening, going. I've I've literally just gone come to a a point of complete I won't say submission with just like do whatever you need to do do it I am at your will and mercy type thing because I could not handle anything by myself anymore and I'm and this is who I'm I'm not the type if you know me I like a little bit of control baby I like a little have a little bit of control of a situation you know what I'm saying I got no control in this situation. So I fall back asleep after they tell me the news and they're like, yeah, you I had my first surgery. I'm 32. I've never had a surgery before. Never had anesthesia. Never, nothing's ever cut my skin. I've never had a broken bone, um, sprained ankle, every, you know, whatever, but nothing super intrusive that would, you know, call for a surgeon or a doctor of such caliber or caliber, such whatever rank. I don't fucking know. Um, so Next, you know, I'm getting, tell me to take my clothes off. You know, get the gown on. I'm being wheeled into another room. Sorry. Us. I'm reliving it. Um, And I move over to, I can barely move myself over to the operation table. Oh, I do remember that. Wow. And I remember this black lady's in there and she's like, hey, good, honey, baby. Good. And she's like strapping me in. Like my arms, I'm, my arms are out. I'm over here like whatever uh she's like you know rubbing my face this thing is so gentle and I'm like oh my god hell up thank you like maybe like really calm down um then anesthesiologist comes on he's like asked me if my anyone in my family's had issues with anesthesia and I'm like no not that I know of you know and next thing you know they tell me to breathe deep and I fall asleep boom out of it 
when I wake up, I'm being wheeled to like, I guess recovery or something like that. I don't know. And my first thought, as soon as I opened my eyes, I was like, my first thought is, damn, that was some good sleep because I haven't been able to sleep for the past, I don't even know how long. I haven't been able to sleep really well. Like I'll sleep, but I'll wake up tired. And I woke up feeling so good. And I was like, yes. And I was like, damn, this this blanket is heavy on me. And I'm like, these lights. I'm like, wait, I'm in the hospital. Oh, damn, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> and I'm like, there's so many blankets on me. I don't feel anything. So I'm like, I don't even feel like I just had surgery. I just was like, what the fuck? And I, then my next thought was like, I'm so happy that anesthesia, the anesthesia worked for me. Um, because you know, there's some issues, there's sometimes people, it doesn't work for people all the way. So I was giving my, I was like my, like just giving thanks as much as I could. Um, the next thing I noticed, I had a, <clears throat> not an intubation tube, NG tube, I think it was called. It was going through my nose all the way to my stomach. So that's a long tube. Um, and it was super tight. And all I remember is going like, hey, can y'all adjust this? It's, it didn't feel right. It was y'all it was so uncomfortable i can't even <clears throat> and that's the picture i used on my gofundme like i had sent somebody a picture to show i didn't really think to take pictures of myself um in there because i really didn't want to move much but i took that picture i was like hey this is what i'm doing this is where i'm at and that damn tube in my nose was crazy um what happened next so i get to another room and um <clears throat> Just like the reality was setting in of everything <clears throat> of what you know was going on, but I really told myself to just like settle my my mind into gratefulness, being so grateful and 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 expressing that gratitude that I'm still here. Like I really like don't know what would have hap- have had happened if I had stayed that Friday night, stayed and tried to sleep. Um, and then drive, drove myself to the emerg- uh, urgent care the next day, I don't know if I would have made it. I probably would have had to kind of call the uh, ambulance and went from there. Because when I was in that pain, the pain didn't go away until I did get the uh, morphine. And I don't know. And who knows how. So I eventually, like I'm laying there, my mom has always been in the loop. And I was so grateful my mom got, you know, she was able to get flown out to Atlanta. And my aunt lives here. Uh, she lives about an hour away from uh, Atlanta <clears throat> just because of, uh, you know, how traffic is. Um, and by the time I woke up, got settled in, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes later, they were there in the room with me. And I was like, whew, talk about wanting to cry. That was amazing. Cause I'm, for, for the most part, I'm here by myself in Atlanta. But, like, we have family. Like don't man, don't take your family for granted, man. Like there, you can be in some situations, and I know friends can be family, but that was a time where I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I know I'm a grown ass adult, but there's some things that we we encounter that we just don't really know what to do. Like we have to learn as we go. Like, we don't know every, everything. We don't. Um, so it was really nice to have them there. But damn, what was I saying? I think I lost my train of thought. Um, anyway, so I was in my room and they were there. I was so happy. They were talking to nurses. Nurses coming in, you know, answering questions. Blase, blase. I I had a drain t- drainage tube. So, oh, that's what I was about to say. So eventually, I found out that <clears throat> I had a stomach ulcer. 
that they say that you know stomach ulcers don't happen overnight so this is something that's been developing it within my stomach for who knows how long and i guess um something or whatever made a rupture and that could just be movement that could be i don't know it, it ruptured and so when it when it ruptured it left a hole in my stomach excuse me and for the most part stomach is acid and it also is air in there um and so it released air into my abdominal cavity and then when it did that obviously that air moving around in there um can cause pain but uh it also had me develop uh i don't have my papers run in front of it's called parian i've never had i've always had issues saying this word this man got on shorts y'all i'm in indianapolis it's called yes he is the front of the palm he is the not the back of the hand he's the front of the hand he's the palm yes uh peritonitis or something like that basically it's going to be uh inflammation and or you know infection of the abdominal cavity um it can can affect affect the uh the large and small intestines and stuff like that and eventually you know uh, spread out to other organs uh if it gets too bad um so i had i definitely had that and um so when surgery happened they basically put cameras in there to see what the damage was um they also used some type of tissue inside my abdominal cavity to patch up my stomach yeah yeah i don't know I don't know how this works i don't know how they did it they did it though um and i had this drainage tube thing yeah i forget what it was called it was a drainage tube that was on my right hand side and that motherfucker hurt so bad that drainage tube man like the slightest tug hurt and i didn't know i didn't know why i was like this i never had this but i had this thing sticking out of me dangling it was dangling y'all ah just think about it the, between the the tube in my nose going to my stomach and the, the drainage tube i don't know what was worse but they b- both came out of me without any type of numbness any type of putting me under no nothing i literally had to feel everything so oh my god so the first um you know they kept giving me morphine and stuff like that morphine was my be- my best friend uh for sure um but there i can hold you so like i was there saturday all day i was good but by Sunday, I was like, I haven't peed. And they were giving me fluids. I hadn't, I couldn't eat anything, of course. I was getting fluids through IV. And they were, they finally gave me a D5, a dextrose 5. It's just like a saline solution, or not saline. You know, a fluid, but with sugar in it. So it was giving my, my body nutrients it needed and whatever. <clears throat> but by Sunday, I was like, yo, early Sunday, like Sunday a.m. I was like, hey, I don't, I haven't peed yet, but I, I also can't feel my bladder for real. Like, I, if I pushed right now, like I couldn't, and I couldn't push, like I had no feeling from like belly button down for some reason. I just had no feeling. And she was like, oh, you're good. She gave me a little ultrasound. She was like, oh, you're at 233 cc's or something like that. And I was like, well, I don't know. I must've been out of it because I meant to ask her, well, what do I need to be at before I, I have to pee? But like, if I still can't pee though, like I know after pee has been, I, people usually pee at least once a day, at least. And so she, <laughs> So she goes, I, I'm having different nurses, like at least like once, they do 12 hour shifts. I'm having like different nurses. So by the time the next nurse comes, I'm like, hey, I 
it's about, it's been about 12 hours now. I was like, hey, I got, you know, this done a while ago, but like, I, I really have to pee now. Like now it's past the point of like, just wondering if I could pee. It's, I felt my, what's it called? My bladder area. That's like that front you know, area. And it was like rock solid. Y'all, I had like, a, this is the most my bladder's ever been stretched out. I will pee on myself before I ever let this happen again. And it felt so bad because I couldn't move much. So I felt, and I was already laying back for the most part. I was like, man, this shit is going back into my kidneys. I know it. I know a little bit about something, about a little physiology, anatomy and stuff. I was like, it's going, it's going back to my kidneys. And I felt my back kind of hurt. And I was like, yeah, no, they need to get this shit out. And since I couldn't, I literally could not feel my cooch. And I couldn't, I had no like control. She's like, yeah, we're going to have to straight cap you and shit. So man, y'all tell y'all, these people had me upside down spread eagle trying to put this catheter thing which wasn't actually a catheter it was just like a two um this thing now and they're trying to basically just release my bladder y'all i could not push i couldn't push i didn't feel anything they were saying cough you know like do something i, I could i couldn't exert i was coughing but it wasn't helping because it was hard with the incisions plus the the drainage tube plus the thing in my nose everything affected everything and it, i just couldn't you know do anything at like a hundred percent but eventually, I was upside down. I was free. I was actually having like anxiety attacks because the pain was crazy. The pain was crazy. Y'all understand having a like, it felt like, I felt like my bladder was the size of a mango. It was, oh, y'all. And eventually it came out and I was, whoo, when I tell you, I was so relieved. Oh, y'all, so relieved. Whoo, that was the first of my worries. And then as time went on, like, I was, I was taken care of pretty well with the nurses um, my mom helped out a lot. I didn't really feel I I couldn't walk yet, so I had to use a bedpan. Yo, a bedpan, crazy dog. Uh, like it made me think about like I'm gonna be taking care of somebody in the future. I know it, and I'm gonna be make sure to be so gentle with folks. And like, oh my god, it's one thing to like never experience something, and it's another thing to experience something full on and be like, yo, I totally understand it. Taking advantage of, you know this whatever ever again like whoa um completely and utterly humbled um she helped me with that so you know one thing they say like if you can't use your legs they want you to stand up and stuff and and be able to you know move around so you can prevent you from getting blood clots if you've had surgery so eventually i was able to stand up but i've never been so crippled in my in my life i felt like i don't know uh, so my mom's helping me to the bathroom, like other nurses helping me to the bathroom. Um, eventually, you know, after using bedpan, I think a couple of days I get to the bathroom. Um, on day, like, I think day four. So what they were work, they were waiting on with the nose thing was for, um, my stomach to stop creating so much stomach acid. I guess I was like, my body, my body was like overproducing stomach acid and they needed to, you know, keep it clear so that know the um the wound or the patch could heal i don't know i didn't ask too many questions like sometimes you feel like you bothering people so i just you know try to make the best of my knowledge um so uh eventually and by that time like in the in the nighttime it would get so cold in our room that like the nose thing was it was keeping a like a, a, a gate a gate is that the word a gate there was wind there was air coming 
through there and my throat was on fire every time i would swallow or talk i could feel my throat rub against the um the the tube and it was creating this frost spot in my oh my god and that's what i heard on the beginning of the um on the introduction of uh this podcast episode like i have been i was really healing um sounding like a prepubescent little boy excuse me um so then I think I'm missing some things, but yeah, they eventually decided to pull the tube out because I wasn't producing as much stomach uh, acid. G- girl, boy, whoever listening, oh my God. I remember talking to a nurse, she goes, yeah, that's like the worst. That There's been guys that come here and have gotten shot. And when they got, they pulled that tube out, they said that getting that tube pulled out was worse than getting shot. And I was like, I believe them. They pulled this fucking long ass tube out of my, out of me and I, there's no, you never know how you're going to react to something. Like, it's coming through your nose. You're getting, like, all this other flu, like, liquid on. Like, out. And I'm just, like, all I'm doing is, like, Ugh. Like, I'm just, like, trying my best to open up everything to get this bitch out of here. And it finally comes out, and I'm just, like, <gasps> like, whoo, relief. So that was, like, a day, three or four. And then the next day, my mom was there for her, too. Like, shout out to my mom. She was, she was there every day. Um, the next day, um so the, the 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 bag was used because it was basically just draining <clears throat> it was it was draining fluid out of me but it's basically used to see like the lighter the fluid is it gets over time over time that just shows like the infection is is going away because out every day like every four to five i don't know how many increments or time-wise but i was getting uh uh, antibiotics through my IV and so that was really doing some work um, on me and by like day four no this was a sentence so <coughs> day five my last day I was there the doctor's like yeah we're gonna pull out because I've been wanting to leave obviously you don't want it being in hospital for that long it's just who it starts to like prison like because you can't move nothing on tv is good anymore you're not comfortable, you have IVs, and you can't just, like, you know, you have an IV, I don't know, I don't like IVs, um, but I don't mind getting an IV, I just don't want it to stay inside of my arm, like, that is the weird part for me, okay, so, come today, she's like, all right, you're clear, your flus are good, it's time we take it out today, I was, like, relieved, but I'm also, like, yo, this motherfucker's been hurting, whatever, and it's, when I tell you, it's just, there's a patch over it, but there's literally, like, in my mind, I'm looking, okay, there's this plastic tube in me, and it's just my skin. Like, there's no contraption or nothing, like, oh, separating two. It's just, there. it's just all raw. Anyway, so then <coughs> she comes in, and she's like, all right, what I'm going to do is just pull it out, and it shouldn't hurt. I was like, oh, it shouldn't hurt. I, I, re- I emphasize that shit. I was like, re-emphasize it. I was like, it shouldn't hurt. She's like, no. I'm like, okay, bad. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? She starts pulling. I'm like, oh! And if you know my body, I'm... After the surgery, I had less fat on me. I don't know if if they took it off. Like, but my stomach was flat. That's why it looked like I got a tummy tuck, which I ain't mad at. But I think it was really just because... But yeah. But I was, I'm really just, a, like, muscle for the most part. I'm, like, 80% muscle, then you have, like, the rest 20% fat. I, especially my core. Like, I don't really have that much. 
Man, I was, she was pulling out, and I guess I was clenching and flexing my, like, obliques, which it was, that's what it was stuck in. It was stuck in my oblique. So I'm clenching all my abdominals. I'm like, ah, like, <laughs> she's like, you want me to pull this out slowly, like, little by bit, or, like, all one? And I was like, man, I don't know. But that shit hurt it. It hurt it. Man, it hurt so bad. Oh, it hurt so bad, but when she was done, she was done. Man, I had, I feel like I had endured so much. Like, this, that type of pain, all that, like, extremely traumatic for sure. But it's like, I had to remind myself, I'm grateful for, I'll say I'm, I'm grateful for this pain. The pain is a reminder of my life because I really think I was in a, a, a life threatening situation. I never asked him, I was like, hey, could I die from this? For if I hadn't gotten it treated, if I hadn't come tonight, like, is this something that you could die from? I do believe so. I, I, I just never asked them. I think I just didn't want that total reality, but it was bad. Um, so I got to go home, went to my aunt's, and it was really nice. My aunt is a former nurse, um, so she, you know, she was really. It was a blessing, absolute blessing, to have her as a caretaker for a few days. And then after a few days, I, you know, a friend took me home. Shout out to T, and I just was home in complete solitude, isolation, and it was a great time to reflect, to just uh, kind of reset and just be grateful and at peace and and really just one with my body. Um, it was a little scary, though, because like when I left the hospital, I couldn't really walk too much, but I had been sitting. I didn't have bed sores, but I had like this bubble in my lower back, right above my butt, of like fluid and I was like yo what is that it was weird though because also on top of that like I my butt was flat both of my butt cheeks I mean y'all know if y'all ever seen my y'all know I got I got a wagon maybe I'd be dragging a little bit my butt was so flat from like sitting on it for five days straight actually for five six seven eight like ten days straight because I couldn't I couldn't um lay on my left side or right side and I couldn't um, I tried to sit into my setup. It, I would just get so tired so quickly, um, and everything. So my butt was flat. I didn't take no pictures of it, but I was scared. Like, what is my back? But no, I'm gonna hit the squats when I can. But yeah, I got home. I was just really just at peace and trying to, you know, not worry about stuff because worrying uh, was what probably got me there. Worrying, drinking, um, ibuprofen. I think those are my big, my big threes <clears throat> that contributed to like getting a stomach ulcer. Um, and I've always felt like I've been invincible my whole life. Like, oh, I can do anything. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, take care of yourself. When your body's telling you to slow down, slow down. Um, I think my mom has been telling me over and over this year, try to meditate. And I'm like, okay. No, I'll say okay, but I never do it. Or like I do try to meditate it just it just never been for me like I like to keep busy and one way to not stress for me is to get money so the more money I have the more secure I feel the less stress I feel um and that's like that's just been my my, my whole thing I've always been in survivor mode like 99% of the time always survival mode and then like I try to you know rest the play as well but it's always survival mode uh and I put that before my health and before myself. And I learned that was a big thing to learn and, and take away from. So um, 
I definitely would. I hope that whoever's listening to this, I tell you to listen to your body, listen to your mind. Um, take the time to always have <clears throat> self care day. We, you know, in this time period, like post pandemic, you know, this world has been tough. Not for everybody, but for some, for sure. And it's it is something that we we're adjusting to. Unfortunately, it's it's just never going to be the same. Um, and everything. So. <laughs> Excuse me, but yeah, I can tell y'all niggas now though. I ain't let no, not then, then, not then, next nigga, uh, stress me out. After experiencing the complete, utter, extreme side of the spectrum, <laughs> you can't tell me Nathan. You can't tell me that I, you want to start some drama with me. I'm sorry, baby, you got the wrong one. Cause it, y'all know me too. Cause someone told me the other day, oh, Q, I can't, I can't see you popping off on nobody. Cause you you've met the the latter key. like you you didn't know the former you met the person post surgery yeah I ain't about to pop up on, on nobody unless you mess with me and my me and my me or mine's and even then I'm still gonna keep it like together so I, I would I would definitely pop up on somebody I would definitely yell scream cuss make you feel like the, 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 the scum of the earth like I can do that I ain't gonna put my hands on you but trust and believe I I'll get in it. But now it's like absolutely no one is worth getting to that point again. I won't say again, like depending on the situation, but it's not going to happen as frequently as it has happened this year. Like this year has been such a fucking test of endurance, of, of patience, of anxiety and fear, everything. And that test has turned into a testimony for me to like leave that behind. It's not worth it. Um... I know I'm going to finish this podcast off and I'm going to be sitting here and thinking, oh, I should have said that. I forgot to say that. And I will. I will. But hey, I think you got the, the good rundown. I really do appreciate everybody who donated to the GoFundMe, who reached out to me. And that was something too, like, community is amazing. Like, community helped me heal. Um, good friends, family, of course. Um, just, you know, sharing, expressing love. People really uh, showed up and showed out for me i really appreciate it. it helped through those dark times those super quiet times like just having to just knowing some some people out there care because for humans you can try to say oh, i don't need nobody yeah 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 preach on preacher but we do we need people and yeah whenever you you know when you least suspect it you, you'll definitely need someone um but yeah i appreciate anybody who reached out uh I definitely saw some real friends, some real A one, some real gutter gutter niggas, and I, I think I, you know, lost some some folks in in the in the in the mix of it too. Some people who are a bit selfish, and I was like, oh yeah, like that's cool. And I and I'm definitely in a different place where I I'm not gonna get hung up on trying to either save friendships or you know something that isn't there. Like there's there's no need to it. Like unnecessary energy that nah. You know what I'm saying? So, man, call me hippie Q, call me cool Q. Like, that's where I'm at, my nigga. Like, we cool. Like, I'm cool in it. Um, as soon as I, I'm, I'm only four weeks out, four and a half weeks out of surgery. So I'm not fully recovered yet. But I am moving and almost grooving. I uh, can't wait to get back to the gym. Y'all might see me at a bodybuilding or physique competition, bikini competition, whatever, because... All I'm doing is moving forward, my health and all that stuff. I know this episode wasn't that gay, 
Uh, but season three is coming in 2023. Beautiful how that arrangement is. <clears throat> and uh, I don't want to just keep on my journey with me if you like. You know, I'm not really sure what this podcast is, but I know that <clears throat> self-discipline and commitment and consistency leads to amazing things. Like, um, I hope that you all are um, knowing your truths and eventually, like, be able to live in your truth and continue on and forward. Um, but I know that's what, where I'm at is like, self-discipline is in the gutter. I, I know when I, when I master that or get a, you know, a good grip on that, that is what is going <clears> to <throat> really get me far. Also, never mind, I'm not going to talk about that. So i say all that to say, this is the last episode of season two about a gay girl, episode 10. Really appreciate y'all for listening up to, up until this point. I really hope that you come with me into the new year, 2023. I'll definitely have something to chat about on that episode. It's already planned. Um, yeah, we'll keep it rocking, keep it rolling. Uh, hopefully there's a, there's a rebrand of some sort. Like I can get that. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, happy holidays to whatever you celebrate. Uh, hopefully it's just like being happy with family or, you know, whatever. And happy new year too, because that's my favorite holiday. Gang, gang, you know, get to turn on the leaf. It's just, a, I like, I like new beginnings period. So yeah. Stay happy, healthy and hot out there. It's hot as in like sexy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Until next time, my friends, about a gay girl, AAG, follow me on uh, Twitter, super duper QQ on Instagram, super duper Q. And if you see me in public, say hi. I fuck with y'all the longest of ways. Um, thank you for so much for holding it down all year. Um, this definitely shows. And I love y'all. I love y'all. love y'all. love y'all. Keep it cracking. What's happening? Peace. All the hair grease. Love you. Till next time.